Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good day once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on General Election Tuesday 2.0 right here on Right Spokane Perspective. Now, are you sure it's 2.0? It might might be 7.0. And we'll, we'll, we'll have to go into that here in just a minute. We'll start with some inspiration before we go into the madness. Oh, you bet. And it's, there's definitely some madness that we're going to have to be wading ourselves through for sure. Now, since the age of eight, Lisa has struggled with a stammer and became afraid of social situations that required her to talk to people. But later in life, after speech therapy helped her overcome her challenge, Lisa decided to use her voice to help others. She began volunteering as a counselor for an emotional distress telephone hotline. Moses had to face his concerns about speaking to help lead the Israelites out of captivity. God asked him to communicate with Pharaoh. But Moses protested because he didn't feel confident in his speaking ability. God challenged him. Who gave human beings their mouths? Then he assured Moses, saying, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. God's response reminds us that he can work powerfully through us, even in our limitations. But even when we know this in our hearts, it can be hard to live it out. Moses continues to struggle and beg God to send someone else. So God allowed Moses' brother Aaron to accompany him. Each of us has a voice that can help others. We may be afraid. We may not feel capable. We may feel we don't have the right words. God knows how we feel. He can provide the words and all we need to serve others and accomplish his work. You know the drill, folks. Father God, you are a loving God. Please show us how we can serve you with our voices today. In your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, man. General Election Tuesday 2.0. I got a little bit of an analogy here that was, uh, well, it's kind of a statement and an analogy sent to us by our friend General Michael Flynn. And it goes like this, ladies and gentlemen. Our election system in America is corrupted completely broken, and every single American should be totally embarrassed for our country right now. I don't care which political party affiliation you are. Anyone who tells you anything different is being dishonest. There should be a 100% hand count every single election that just occurred this past Tuesday to restore confidence. Otherwise, we stand to lose the U.S. of A. as we know it. And here's your analogy. A few weeks ago, over 300 million lottery tickets were sold in four days. Within hours of the drawing lottery, officials knew how many winning tickets were sold and where the winning tickets were sold down to the specific store locations. Four days after voting has closed, some voting officials don't know how many people voted, how those people ended up voting, who they voted for, or what the accurate results are. The U.S. election system is broken on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, it is, and that was days ago, and we we're calling it Election Tuesday 2.0. But is is it actually 7.0? I mean, is it eight? Is it 8.0? Uh, when did people start doing elections? You know, I, well, I know I'll tell that- you, man. There are a ton of similarities between the election that we just got done looking at here, the general election, what's being reported by mainstream media, and the last presidential election. I mean, you got Dominion voting machines that are crashing. Yeah. You got ballot box stuffers 
that are out there at these various drop boxes, et cetera. Well, and you had states that they couldn't print the ballots for the voters. And yeah, you so had machines that couldn't, yeah, have, couldn't tabulate, couldn't read the ballots, you know, over there in Arizona. I mean, there was over right. 600,000 ballots that were held up over in Arizona because of the Dominion voting machine snafus, if you will. I mean, well, you've got they had all problems of this stuff in, going on. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. So, and so, it seems as though it's happening in all of the same states as the last presidential election. I mean, Alabama's been affected. Pennsylvania has been affected, Nevada, Arizona. Well, you act like Washington hasn't been I mean, affected. Wow. I mean, we've, we've had to restart and they've had to reboot counting machines in, in Washington state. We've heard reports about that in past elections. And, you know, whether it changes the turnout of an election or not, you know, all, you know, supposed conspiracies aside, the reality is, is that, you know, and, and I want to boil this down to like a, a voter intimidation thing and i know that the democrats are more into that but at this point in time we've got up to eight weeks to to vote i think right because you've got early voting in some states you've got the military ballots that go out like a month in advance right or more than a month in advance you got the general election ballots and the primary ballots that go out three weeks or more before election day sure so you've got all this time with all these ballots out there and I think the voter turnout now, it's not like huge compared to in the past. And if you look previous to about 50 to 60 years ago, you didn't have a ton of money in elections. You had to vote all on one day. I mean, that was only 30 or 40 years ago. You had to vote all in one day. Everything was decided that night. That's right. uh, All across the country, you didn't have cell phones. You didn't have barcodes that everyone could just rely on. You know, the mail that comes in, the elections departments know because of the barcodes that are assigned to voters, right? Right. They've got all this technology involved. We've got electronic counting machines. We've got cameras. We've got this system, We've got internet-capable counting machines. All of this stuff, and it takes weeks to figure out. And then, of course, there's going to be lawsuits, and the amount of money in elections is more than any time in history when you're talking about the cost of conducting an election, if you look at the per capita sure, cost of, sure. it's it's more expensive than ever. Oh, yeah. And you don't even need to take into consideration the growth in population either. Right. You know? well, no, no, I mean, no, it's per capita. I mean, the, the amount of people that we have, you know, the per capita count is how much do we spend per voter to, to hold elections? And we spend record amounts of money. And of course, we know about inflation and the cost of labor and all that. But it used to be lots of volunteers were involved with election ballot counting and things of that nature. So voter turnout, looking back, you didn't have all this technology that, that aided voters in voting. You know, they say the mail ba- mail-in ballots has increased voter turnout in recent years the only problem with that is that with mail-in voter turnout we have three four five weeks with people with ballots in hand whether it's the early military ballots in washington state the at least three three and a half weeks where your ballots in your hand it's not about the politics and the parties it's about the amount of money that's spent they're harassing you to vote and they'll tell you look turn in your ballot and you'll quit getting these advertisements yeah when you go to your social media you're harassed when you go to your mailbox you're harassed when you go and i don't think you know we were talking before we came on the air I don't really think the the this whole red wave thing and the polling is true on the outcomes. And I think the reason why the last several election cycles, the polling has been far from 
accurate and true is because it's not really about the political parties. We, we look at polling having to do with people that say they vote Democrat or say they vote Republican. You know, the polling of the approval rate of president, approval rate of Congress, the, the uh, popularity and approval of the media. But I haven't seen any polls that talked about the approval rating of political parties from within their political parties. Right. So you're voting Democrat, but do you like the direction they're taking the country? The answer is oftentimes no. That's do you right. like the Republican Party? Do you like so you have your own parties that don't like your parties. And, and sure. for instance, you know, we'll look at the national level. You've got the GOP candidates. There was two candidates in Alaska, and the GOP of Alaska, the people that wanted to elect a you know senator and happened to approve of that person county by county and their state party said this is who we want this who will represent alaska and then you've got this national organization that's headed up by mitch mcconnell that decides it needs to spend millions and millions of dollars to make sure the alaskan voters don't get what they want exactly and and so i think that that all the politics, the media, the political parties, the money in politics that harasses people to vote is keeping turnout where it needs to be. Now, you know, without that, I think there would have been a much lower voter turnout because basically it's voter harassment at this point. When you get four or five text messages on election day and you get one or two text messages the week leading up to it, that's voter harassment. Oh yeah. I mean, if you it look, is. if you look at where the money's coming from, if somebody texted you, Mike, on a continuous basis, which I know you got some of those texts, whether it's the GOP. And I blocked them all, too. Yeah. Blocked and deleted. People that supposedly represent a Trump organization or, you know, what have you. We've got national organizations harassing us. We get mailers, like we talked about in the Bob McCaslin oh, yeah. race. You bet. From leftist organizations out of Washington, D.C. trying to inject themselves in our local elections. It's voter harassment at this point. We need, and, I, and it's not a Republican-Democrat issue. This is our government is in our face, crawling up every orifice of our business, whether it's our family, education, every issue. And they're doing it election time, too. It's almost worse during campaign season right. than it is during an IRS audit. Yeah, you betcha, man. And, you know, reflecting on uh, the comments and the visual that we get with this uh, Bob McCaslin mailer, for instance, you know, some of the verbiage that's being used on this describes him just like the national level Democrats had planned and had executed through the primary and the general election. Well, basically all for the last couple of years since Trump has been in and then got out of office republicans right. are nothing but racist we're extremists we're all about nationalism and white power oh, and right and oh, you know i think that right mailer, on, yeah that, election lies and conspiracies exactly that except there's what we're talking about today isn't even election lies and conspiracies i mean this voter intimidation this voter harassment right. by the big money in politics it's both parties it's national elitist it's international organizations that are dumping money into our country messing sure. with our elections of course there's problems with election security we have political monies coming from foreign corporations and foreign nations going into our political process of course people are going to have not this is a, the conspiracy is in front of us it's an agenda to make our country something else mm -hmm. right it can be the republican party too i mean you can say the democrats want to turn us into a socialist nation the globalist blah blah it's and, you know, the, the thing of it is, though, Tim, is for the last 20 plus some odd years, man, we see this happening right in front of our face. It's not yeah, like do. they're keeping it a secret. Oh, it's they're telling us secret. exactly what they're doing. And right. we're going to sit here. And
and continue to accept it, going to the ballot box and voting the way that we are? Yeah, well, and a lot I of mean, people again, are confused on let's, how to vote. Let's just say that there is no voter fraud, okay? Are we going to continue to go to the ballot box and engage this in this way? Well, I think it's 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 voter chaos. It's not. I mean, even if there was no voter fraud, the fact that there the ballots are out for so long, there's so much time to manipulate the process. Whether it's the media in interjecting itself, saying, "Oh, look at this person and this conspiracy, and look what they did back in 1993," and then there's no time to investigate all of it. It's like the October surprise that plays sure, out. Sure. Uh, you know, the last week of October into November to try to get people to vote a certain way. The propaganda flow. I mean, that's that's part of the problem with having election season instead of election day right is that the amount of money that is attracted to politics to change how our country is governed is a problem i mean we've right. just got to get away from this election season thing and let people vote the way they're going to vote shut down all the propaganda and i'm not talking talking about limiting free speech i'm talking about limiting an election to election day so that my ballot is not being digital, you know, the digital digitally you copied, have, right? Well, digitally copied, but it's, they know whether I've turned in my ballot, Mike, every right. entity out there that's dumped tens of millions of dollars into politics knows if I've turned in my ballot because they were getting those matchbacks from the county parties or the county uh, auditors, excuse me, that says, oh yeah, we, we already got the barcode. Yeah, off that ballot that that person has voted. So then they don't spend any more money marketing to me, right? Right. So they're tracking ballots, just like you can track your own ballot, whether the auditor's office received it or not, because when they get it in the mail, they stuff it through the envelope machine that probably tears open the first envelope to get to sure, the security you envelope. Betcha. The barcode says, yep, that guy's voted. Now you're no longer going to get the mailers and the advertisements and everything else. So the longer you wait, the more harassment you get. Now, I always wait towards the end because I look at all the different kinds of harassment that they're putting voters through, well, which you is know, part I mean, of the reason why I'm so sure. livid about this because it's voter intimidation to force you to vote so you can quit getting the junk mail and the text messages and the emails and the blah, blah you know, just every, you know, the social media so ads. In other words, it kind of forces a lot of people to become low information voters right. because they're being harassed and intimidated. Right. Well, and, and you're using... Uh, and they just want to get the voting done, and, and they don't care what blocks they're, they're checking. Well, or they may reflect on something that they last heard. They last heard the mailers yeah. that they received in the mail. And, and a lot of it's what the they would Democrats would call misinformation. There so, you go. Anyways, we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back with more election coverage. We're going to talk about some of the close races, and we'll see if there's more ballots to count. We'll be right back. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and <clears throat> China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive-thru has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers, and in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. With today's Corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County Cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. 
And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Mike and Tim on General Election Tuesday 2.0, or is it 7.0, maybe 8.0 right. here on Right Spokane Perspective. Well, and the 11.0 is when the lawsuits are filed to actually <laughs> decide the outcome of certain elections. I mean, I got a story right here, and this was out of the Spokesman Review, and it's about a race right here in Washington State, Mike. And it's it says, Democrat Perez defeats Republican Kent in third district race. So here it is. The Seattle Times projects. No, Seattle Times. Uh, wait, this is the spokesman review. Okay, well, they want to talk about Seattle Times. Fine. Because that's where this article came from. Sure. It wasn't actually written by the our local media. So Seattle Times projects that Perez as the winner, as an analysis shows that Kent would need 73% of the remaining votes because there was 4,600 votes difference between the two with an estimated 15,000 or fewer votes remaining. So an estimate, right? They don't know. There could be 20. There could be less. We know that Republicans tend to vote late, if not just right on election day. Right. You know, I know a lot of Republicans that do that. That's been a trend for a very long time. So the possibility of that election becoming closer is is obviously a possibility. Now, at the time of this article, it said that Washington's third congressional district, Joe Kent on Saturday, was trailing with roughly 50.5% of the vote going for his opponent. Uh 50.5, that's 50.5%, with votes left to count, a ton of them. And basically they're saying that, well, he's going to be a loser. Mathematically, he can't make the 73% of the remaining ballots. He's gone. She's going to, except the fact is they can. It's very easily, and not only that, if you're within a half a percent of the vote, it doesn't. It's isn't supposed that to trigger a hand count, automatic recount, right? Yeah, exactly. An automatic recount. So you're looking at automatic recount. Plus, you've got both political parties and campaigns out there this that are is, rehabbing this ballots. Is the right. Other now. problem with the mail-in ballot system, yeah. not just the harassment. I mean, we could talk about the problems of mail-in ballot system until the, <laughs> till the cows come. Well, is it till the aliens come home? Yeah, the cows are already home. Anyway, so you know the the New York Times gets involved in this deal as well reporting on the race for Democrats. But then it says Perez's victory sends a Democrat to Congress in a district. They're declaring this is a Democrat winner. It doesn't matter what the law says for an automatic recount. It doesn't matter whether the there's a lawsuit because there's improper ballot something sure. or other harvesting imp- who knows there's so many stupid aspects of the way we do our elections now that if it's a close race there's no way you can call it i mean we're talking within a couple of points possibly right even. right so it says uh basically this is sending another democrat to congress in a district that has voted republican for more than a decade and means Eight of Washington's 10 House members will now be Democrats along with two U.S. Senators. But it also bolsters Democrats' chances of possibly hanging on to the House majority with several races too close to call. Several races too close to call where? In California, Oregon, Arizona. Okay, but hold on. Races too close to call? They just declared a victor with an automatic recount type number. Yeah, so exactly. what are they calling too close to call? Because from what I recollect from election night was that the media was declaring winners when there was less than 10% of the vote counted in exactly. districts across the country. Yeah, and then and, they make the claim that, oh, gee, there's no way that this this guy can make it through because it's mathematically impossible. But it's not mathematically Bullhunky. impossible. It's, it, uh, Why don't you get done counting the votes and then we'll know. Right, or get, yeah. I mean, it's what a mess our election system has become. And I, I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist and say, 
say that there was uh, shenanigans played in the election that changed the outcome. I know there was. I'm not going to claim <laughs> no there was. Doubt. The system itself is, I'm not going to say. corrupted. I'm not going to say Period. rigged one way or the other, because for all I know, in some places, the Republicans take advantage of it. Yeah. In other places, the Democrats do, because if it was only helping one party to have continuous ne never-ending elections, the Republicans wouldn't allow it in states where they have control. Yeah, it, so, exactly. So they must be both benefiting from the chaos they're putting upon voters, and it should end. Government should serve us, and all these politicians should be held accountable for a process that's this disastrous. When we have, Mike, we have technology that says that there's no reason this should occur. We should be able to think about the high-speed logistics that we have in this country. Sure. Okay. So before we had cell phones. Right. Before, I mean, now you could say, oh, the, these, what's your wait time, right? Did you ever call somebody back in the 70s? They told you what the wait time was going to be while you're on hold? Never. Never. No. Never. Now you have that. So now voters could be looking at, well, let's see what I want to go in and vote at two o'clock on election day or wait till six. What's the estimated wait time? I'm we have the technology, Mike. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, as of like twenty years ago. But we're doing this process now that's just a disaster and we still don't know the winners of major races across this country and it's election tuesday 2.0 it's a week later yeah you bet man i mean you know that analogy that i ended up uttering here with the 300 million lottery tickets i mean since you made that comment that statement that analogy just shines ever much more brighter yeah, now it does. because you know again in four days how could these lottery officials and i know that all states no no don't no, no, be, no, no, no not in four four days in four hours yeah there you go in four, okay, hours. four hours so, so yeah they have hundreds of millions of tickets sold yeah and they can pin down okay we know that there's four winning lottery tickets we can tell you what convenience store they were sold at what time they were sold at and you know what register sold the tickets yeah exactly and it's because of the electronics now i don't want to advocate for electronic voting because we have lots of problems there are we not already engaged in some quasi-electronic voting well, I mean, kind look, of. Man. I mean, we have electronic vote counting. Yeah, that seems there to be a go. disaster. Obviously. Well, that's why I say quasi. I mean, we're not 100% there. We're, you know, 50% there. It's electronic. How many I of mean, our these voting machines can be hooked up to the internet? Right. I mean, and don't deny it because we know that they can be. Right. They They're all be. equipped with, you know, Bluetooth, with modems, things but to that effect. Like that statement that you said, that example you used talking about hand counted on election day. And a lot of people are saying, oh, that's impossible. How would you do that? Well, we used to have elections decided on election night before we had all the massive technology. But the technology seems to be a problem with elections. So instead of there being any question, Mike, how many uh, reservists, you know, National Guard troops are being used right now? Do we have a country that's empty of government service personnel that could help oversee elections and do actual counts of ballots? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think the National Guard could be uh, helping out. I think that there'd be uh, local volunteers, political parties at precinct level. We could go back to actually doing election day instead of election season. And by the way, election day would make it to where, you know, the Chinese Communist Party and, uh, you know, all of these other entities that are putting money into our elections wouldn't have weeks and weeks and weeks and all these campaigns. By the way, they couldn't buy the media either because they're using all of this political money to buy the media. Oh, right? yeah, exactly. Because if all the political advertising is coming in and you got the forever election going on, they're basically buying the media's opinion because they're pumping all the money into the marketing that, guess what? 
sustains media. Buying the opinion or buying the collusion? <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, just, yeah, just like the Seattle Times. Yeah, Do you think exactly, the Seattle man. Times got a lot more Democrat-leaning candidates that bought advertising Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, man. so I know that the Seattle Times, this Jim Bruner and David Gutman, who wrote this article, they are needing a paycheck. And who's paying their bills right now? A lot of it's political advertising in their newspaper that are paying their bills. And so they have to make some political fuss over, you know, politics in their newspaper, leaning the direction of where most of their money's coming sure. from. That's and just you notice how they described Kent Okay, as a Trump endorsed candidate. Right, right. Okay, throwing in that little, you know, throwing in that little burr in the saddle. Yeah. Just associating him directly to Trump. And you know what kind of trouble Trump's been getting into with his mouth the last week or so. Well, and to tell you the truth, I remember Joe Kent met him a couple of times over in Olympia when I was working on the the issue of early learning and child care. And I don't remember him being a. like a Trumper. I, yeah. I, he wasn't like a right wing Republican. I remember sure, he was much sure. more moderate, if I remember correctly, if it's the same Joe Kent, which I believe it is. Yeah. But you know, there all of this stuff is just chaos for the voters. And I know that we're going to do enough. We're going to come back. We're going to have to do another sure. show on the elections. But, you know, looking at voter turnout, there's some there's things that drive people to the polls. And of course, the the polls that were done that suggested that there was going to be a red wave negated a lot of different things. Of course, you know, they talked about the border. They talked about the economy, inflation, you know, the price at the pump, got, you know, all these things that drove voters. But there was the highest voter turnout in three decades between 18 and 29 year olds, 31 percent voter turnout uh, nationally. And they're normally around 20 percent voter turnout yeah well that, i mean does anybody have to wonder why we're talking about student loan forgiveness here for that particular right. age group no 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 no. you can't talk about that anymore because after the about, election now hold on the supreme court said no you can't do that but they already knew they couldn't do it yeah exactly joe biden and his administration knew that they could not make monetary policy that's congress's job that's in the, the purse lies in and the you house know what with, with all of that junk that they're filling our college age children with in college college man these right. guys can't even go two plus two is four well because right. they would answer it two plus two is seven well it's whatever you feel it is but of course and, you know and so, i mean so that's why i'm that's why i'm keying on the low information vote low information vote. you know yeah. the people that just want to get it done because they're tired of hearing and being bombarded by the advertisements the rhetoric you know they the, right the, but now it's the misinformation the conflict voter too. between the two parties in okay joey said this and mary said that and right and you got the TV marketing and the ads, just like the Bob McCaslin one that we keep yeah, going exactly. back to nationally. It's it's black and white, and it looks really bad, and they put different graphics in there to change your mind and think the guy's scary. And you know, then you know, yeah, you have blood red running down the screen of your television yeah. because you can't vote for this person. Exactly, and, and, and that that that's kind of the feel that you walk away with looking at you know the headlines on this bob mccaslin mailer right is there should be blood dripping from that yeah and and it's just wrong to have government decided because of lies because yeah. of misinformation now of course we know that there's controversies around candidates but i'm kind of sick and tired of me like the supreme court nomination deal where oh back in high school back in high school they're 55 now yeah no kidding back you're back in high school now you're talking about criminal acts well, how come there's no criminal charges yeah 
Where did this come? How come nobody knew about this when they were uh, sitting in a district court position? How come we didn't know about this when they were elected mayor of the city that they were running? You know, so all the lies, the BS, if you will, the, what are they, Bravo Sierra? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's got to stop. And Americans should not go through another election cycle like this ever again. They're already talking. They haven't even counted all the ballots of this election. And they're already doing the hit pieces and the propaganda for the next election cycle. And by the way, that drives good candidates and good Americans to have attitudes towards coworkers and families and the divisions in our country. And we shouldn't allow these politicians to do it anymore. We shouldn't allow the corporations. We shouldn't allow the big money in politics. And we shouldn't allow the political parties to do it because we know where we stand on issues and we shouldn't have to be forced to vote quit getting harassed not just for their votes but donations yeah there you go that yep. is a man the donations, donations the money flying both sides of the aisle it is just out of this world and out of control for sure all of that being said ladies and gentlemen i'm hoping that you glean something from today's show here that is going to motivate and inspire you to do even more in the future. That's right, right? Congress, send in your Congress people a letter, send the president a letter, send somebody a letter that says, get the money out of politics. Let's start doing election days instead of election season. Exactly. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. Bye-bye.